Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Issues 2018. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Jamie Reed, Director of Communications for Starkey. Welcome to Issues 2018. Thank you, Steve. Let's begin with some basic information. What is Starkey? Well, Starkey... Incorporated serves more than 500 people in the Sedgwick County area who have intellectual and developmental disabilities. And we do that through a variety of programs. We have employment programs, life enrichment, case management. We have a large residential program in Wichita. And we provide those supports 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. All right. And now how long has Starkey been around? And how did it get started? Starkey actually was founded in 1930. So we are a lot older than people realize in the Wichita community. Hattie Starkey was our founder. She was a school teacher, and she saw that kids uh, with disabilities were not getting what they needed necessarily in the public schools. And the story goes that she was dared or challenged to take on a couple of neighborhood kids who had disabilities and see if she could teach them. And in 1930, that was a lot different than it is today with special education in the schools. So Hattie did that. She started a school in her home, and uh, people heard about her. Eventually, she had about 40 students in her house. And so a permanent school building uh, was constructed, and the rest is history. So they, they actually built a building then? They actually built a school. I, I happen to work in the building that was the original school. It's over on Young Street. And people who have lived in Wichita for for many years may remember the Starkey School. That's what it was known as for many years. Over on the west side. Over on the yeah. west side. Um, we turned, you know, eventually in the 70s, the public schools took over special education. There wasn't such a need for yeah. these private schools. So we turned to different programs. So how is Starkey financed then? Starkey largely receives Medicaid dollars. So the dollars follow the individuals. Um, If they are determined to be Medicaid eligible, those dollars come with them if they choose Starkey. And we also receive um, that money flows through the state and through the county. We are an affiliate of the Sedgwick County Developmental Disability Organization. We also do private fundraising, though. We receive grants. We have other local sources of money as well. Okay. Now, uh, what what do you call the people you help? Are they clients? Um, Sometimes that word is used, yes. I always just say the individuals served by Starkey. Outside of them? Mm-hmm. No. How many people actually work for Starkey? Oh, employees, yeah, employees. in support <laughs> of that mission. Um, we employ almost 400 people. Mm-hmm. So we serve more than 500, and we employ almost 400. Wow. We are the 39th largest employer in the Wichita area. Really? Tell us about your facilities now. 
Well, um, we have day program facilities over on the west side, and so those uh, house our employment programs, our life enrichment uh, programs, as well as offices, health services. And then throughout Wichita, we have almost 40 different homes where people live with staff support every day, and we have two apartment complexes. So you know, we actually have about 50 to 55 different properties in the Wichita area. So, and again, how many people are you actually helping? Did you say 400, 500? How many? 500, 500, yeah, a, a little over 500. How does that fluctuate or does it uh, go up and down? Are people coming in, going out? It does. Uh, we have, um, when a person who has a disability needs services in Sedgwick County, they actually visit first with the Sedgwick County developmental disability organization, they have a variety of choices. They could choose Starkey for everything. They could choose Starkey only for residential and other providers for different services. So it's a buffet of choices. And, um, you know, the person comes to us through that process. And yes, we do have admissions that are ongoing. In any given month, we have people who are interested in coming into our employment programs, our residential programs. It's a constant flow. Okay, so how does Starkey handle security? You have some people here who they need to be secure in their lodging and they're coming and going. How do you handle that? That's a great question. Um, We have specialized training, for one thing, um, for people who have a need for behavior supports. That's kind of the jargon that we use in the industry. But people who have challenging behaviors who maybe are not able to keep themselves safe or others around them. We have high staffing ratios, so enough people. And then we have the type of training that they need for behavior interventions to keep them safe in their ver- in their various programs. Um, otherwise, we have the physical security of buildings that most of us have in our workplaces today. Um, locked doors, cameras in certain cases, you know, receptionist, a gatekeeper, people who are kind of determining who should be there and who should be interacting with the people that we serve. Well, the Starkey population, though, is moving. Uh, they're on the streets, I know, they, right? They are. They ride the bus. What do they do? Well, we actually have um, a fleet of vehicles, and we provide transportation. That's a, a huge service that we provide, um, 250,000 one-way rides every year. So we have buses, Starkey buses going everywhere. And the reason for that is people, um, some people take city transit, it is available to them, but some people need additional supports that and a staff person with them on that bus, and that's not always available through public transportation. The reason we provide transportation, we have people who need to go to and from jobs, to and from um, health appointments, and to and from their home every day, grocery shopping, all of those activities. You're right. We are on the go constantly. At the center of Starkey is independent living, but but also employment. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Well, employment really takes two different forms at Starkey. We have local businesses that work with us for contract work, our in-house employment program. At any given time, you could walk in the doors and you could see different jobs that are going on. So we might be doing small parts assembly, packaging, mailing, shipping, that sort of thing. And the people are paid for the work that they do in that program. And then with the skills that they gain there, 
Um, or maybe the skills they walk in the door with, we have people who work in the community. And I like to mention this because employers don't always know that if they hire someone from Starkey, a job coach, an employment specialist, someone will come with that person. And so you're not only just hiring and giving a person a chance, but you have the supports there you're not required as the manager or the staff to provide those. We will do that. We will train the person on the job, follow them um, to ensure that they're successful, and keep checking in. That's a good point. Uh, employers uh, take responsibility for those who work in their building, those who visit their buildings, and uh, uh, it's good to know that there, there's some support along those lines of responsibility then. It does, it does make it easier. And, you know, we have people... Employed everywhere. Wesley Medical Center, Carlos O'Kelly's, Davis Moore, Schofield Honda, um, country clubs, hospitals, pharmacies, restaurants. It, it really is a wide variety. Yeah, well, what kind of work are they doing then? It, it really just depends. Um, in a restaurant, it could be bussing tables. It could be assisting in the, in the kitchen. Um, at the car dealerships, we have people who are assisting in the parts and service departments and sometimes with uh, receiving different parts that come in and getting them to the right place. So depending on the person and their skills, um, disabilities is a very wide spectrum. You could have a person who needs a lot of personal assistance, and you could have someone who has very high-functioning autism, for instance, and they have a lot of skills to share. So you've shared a few of the employers for us. Can you talk about just a few more? Uh, yeah, words? absolutely. There, West, you must have uh, some people who have been working with you for a long time, I would presume. We do. We have a, a man who has worked at Johnson Controls York for 21 years at this point. Wow. Incredible. We, Jonathan, who's at Westlake Ace Hardware, he just celebrated his 15th anniversary and I think Michelle, who is at Walgreens, has been there an equal amount of time. So some really long-term tenures at these jobs. All right. And do they ever move to other jobs? You know, uh, I have to say just... the people that employ them, they love them. They consider them to be a vital part of their team. And so, um, no, they have stuck it out at those jobs, and they love it there. So that was my next question. What did the employers say about workers from Starkey? But Give us a couple more examples. There, you know, it's, it's interesting. They will say to us, when we ask for testimonials or quotes, they will say, um, he or she is the most dedicated employee I have. They never take a sick day, um, always show up on time, are happy to be here, happy to have this job, understand the value of work. I mean, the people from Starkey who gain community employment are really dedicated to their jobs and proud of them. So you talked about Medicaid earlier, and that's government. Uh -huh. I know that's government, but you've got uh, these people uh, who are your clients are coming in, and they're actually, uh, they are uh, producers. They are people in the community who are, are not taking, they're putting back in, paying taxes and the whole thing, right? Yes, I, I believe that to be true, especially those who are employed now. For those who are maybe unable to be employed, we are proud to say that they are giving back as volunteers, so they may not be contributing their taxes per se, but okay. they, uh, in our life enrichment program, our passport program, they volunteer with the Kansas Humane Society, the Lord's Diner, the Salvation Army. They go and fill boxes at the Kansas Food Bank. So in that sense, they are productive and giving back to our community as well. 
You're listening to Issues 2018 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is Jamie Reed, Director of Communications for Starkey. You know, if someone in business has an interest in employing, employing um, Starkey clients, what should they do? How do, how do the prospective employers, how do they get involved? Well, we can make it easy on them. So they can go to starkey.org. That's probably the easiest route is our website, but also call our main number and ask to speak to our employment team. And we have um, specialists that will come to them. And so they will actually come to the job site, talk to a potential manager, kind of scope out the job. We have a trial phase where a person can actually try out the job and see if they can be successful. And that way we don't just place somebody and, um, you know, we set them up for success instead of failure in that way. Okay. Uh, Tell us about Starkey Life Enrichment and Gateway Programs. Oh, sure. See, I've been looking at your website. Yes. (laughs) Excellent, Steve. Yes. What is this? (laughs) We um, Life Enrichment, I mentioned some of the volunteer activities that go on in the community. They are heavily involved in that, and that is a program where people need more support, either physically um, or for the various disabilities that they have. And so we have more staff that can assist them going out, learning about our community, becoming um, engaged in it, and also take part in in-house activities as well. Um, Part of that big umbrella of programs is a retirement program, Leisure League, we finally came to realize that people don't want to work forever. And so we had 70-year-olds. We even have a man who's 82 um, say to us, you know, I want to retire. And so we make that possible through that particular program. Gateway is a completely different program for people with a dual diagnosis of a disability and a mental illness. And so in that program, people have particularly challenging behaviors. They may need some training for social skills building, some medication management, anger management, and that type of thing. And so it's really one-to-one support in our Gateway program. We've seen some great success. We tell the story of a young man who... um, had issues with his schizophrenia, getting in the way of building relationships and paranoia that was going on with the right medication management, the right team that was pulled together. He is so happy now. He's not part of the Gateway program anymore. He's employed. He's actually working at Carlos O'Kelly's, and he helps train local law enforcement officers on how to effectively interact with somebody who has a mental illness and is in crisis. That is... That's interesting because when I talk to law enforcement people and do this program with them, that is one of the things that they, they are seeing more and more uh, in their work on the streets, people who probably shouldn't be out there right. who uh, have some uh, mental problems, and, uh, and they're running into some very serious difficulties about that. The police officers are now being trained. How do you deal with that? That's interesting that you're helping out with that. You That's know, great. And, it, and it's not always obviously evident that a person would have a disability or a mental illness. We've seen instances, tragic instances in other parts of the country where, you know, um, someone doesn't comply with orders and they have autism. And the officer doesn't know that. It puts them in a bad situation. So uh, Connor, this young man, goes to every crisis intervention team training for um, 
police and sheriff's officers and tells his story about how his interactions in the past have been and how they could have been different. Wow. Okay. So what other services and programs does uh, Starkey uh, provide? Well, we've talked about employment, the yep. life enrichment, um, residential. Let me touch on that a bit more. So I mentioned our our various group homes throughout the community. We have staff 24-7, so um, it might be three shifts of staff. Uh, it might just be overnight um, or support staff. And that is for people to live more independently. So it might be someone who is coming from a parent's home for the first time and the parent is concerned that they need supports to live successfully and someone to make sure that their needs are met. Starkey can be that for them. On the other end of the spectrum, we have apartment buildings and people live very independently. So we just have trainers who check in with them and say, you know, have we grocery shop this week? Do we need to make sure your bills are paid? Have you taken your medications and provide just a limited support to make them successful? Okay. Um, does Starkey have an electronic recycling program? We still do. And what is Yes, that, we do. Um, we started this journey working with the uh, Wichita USD 259 schools. And so we have the contract to recycle all of their computers uh, as they kind of rotate that inventory every three years. And so we go and pick those up. But in addition, we added a public component. So if you have an old computer, monitor, um, mouse, keyboard, an old tablet or cell phone, we can take those from you. We work with a broker that assures us that does not go to a landfill in China, you know, that the parts are recycled and reused here in America. And so our individuals in the work program actually take those apart. They take a computer apart, clip the cords, take the motherboard out. Those are sorted according to the metals that are in them or the ways that they need to be recycled. And people at Starkey love working on e-cycling. Um, it's, uh, it's fun to take things apart and throw them into bins. It's cathartic. So they're not rebuilding the computer and sending it back saying, they hey, are it not. should work better now. <laughs> no, they are not doing that. They are disassembling. And so, you know, for the public, they can actually bring those items to our building at 4500 West Maple. They can ring a bell and someone will come take those items from your trunk, from your car, and handle it for you. Now, what kind of items are you talking about here? Well, I know just, you're talking about computers. Yes, just old electronics, really um, tablets, phones, computers, um, laptops, gaming systems, those types of things. We cannot take televisions. Okay. And we that was what I was going to ask yeah. because a few years ago I had a giant television I needed to recycle. I know. That is yeah. still I, – I wish that we could. But because of the tubes and various things that are in them, yeah. How long does a person generally stay in your program? You talked about people who uh, are have reached re- retirement age, which kind of mm-hmm. surprised me. But on the average, how long does a person stay in your program then? You know, um, I have been there 21 years at this point, and I know a good number of people who have been there at least that long. I would say that we have maybe a a third of people at this point who have been there 30-plus years. Wow. And we look at a photo from 1954 of the kids at the Starkey School, and we pick out faces of people who were kids then that we still serve today. So Mm. Starkey really is there for a lifetime for some people. Others, you know, young people, um, 
may come and go as circumstances in their life change. And so they might need some employment training from us or an apartment. And um, we might serve them for five years and they're off to the next adventure. Could you share one or two more success stories for us? Oh, absolutely. But you've got a lot of them. (laughs) We do. We really do. Um, One that we shared this year at our golf event um, was the story of Eric. And again, it ties back to our gateway program. And Eric's mom actually um, spoke and was interviewed for a video that we showed. And she talked about all of the places and that Eric, with his disability and with his mental illness, had been. And so various institutions and hospitals and how people really there just kind of um, categorized him and shuffled him from one place to another and didn't work with him on his skills. And she said, since he has come to Starkey, in her mind, um, we have taken the time to get to know him. Um, He has built his communication skills. He can actually talk with her and carry on a conversation now, which is, you know, such a relief and so welcome to her. And he's working. He's uh, working two days a week at a construction company, cleaning their offices and you know, building those interaction skills and employment skills. And she just sees such growth in him. And and she attributes that to just um, the attention, the personal attention that we give him. All right. Now, uh, tell us about fundraising efforts. Uh, I know of of one or two, but tell us what you do to to raise a little extra money. Yes, sure. I, you know, I love fundraising events because they're also awareness raising events. And so we have three of those that go on. Um, I mentioned our Starkey Golf Classic that happened in July, but this next year for 2019 will happen in September. So we're going to have some cooler weather. Um, It's out at Crestview, and that is one um, fundraiser that we do, the Golf Classic and the Gala event that's associated with that. We also have the Amber Waves Beer Walk and Tasting Tour. That is every May in Delano. And it's a chance for um, patrons to go from business to business and enjoy different craft beers and different wines and um, appetizers that are prepared by local restaurants and do a little shopping if they if they desire. Aeroplanes Brewing is a stop now on that tour. And so we, we end up there and, and have the local breweries involved as well. And then lastly, we are a beneficiary of the Cars for Charities Rod and Custom Car Show that happens every January at Century 2. Starkey and the Ark of Sedgwick County are the two charities that benefit from that. So what, is your, what are the biggest challenges in your job or from you and your coworkers? What are the biggest challenges that you face day to day? I would say um, we are always... Working to working with the state um, to get a real a sense of realistic expectations and also reimbursement rates. It is really hard to pay our direct support staff the wages that they deserve. Um, it's hard work. We wish we could pay them, you know, minimum of thirteen or fourteen dollars an hour and and that doesn't even seem like enough, but we're not able to do that with the Medicaid reimbursements that come to us. And so we're always advocating 
at the state level for change on that front. We also are seeing different needs of people who are walking in our doors. I mentioned challenging behaviors. I mentioned autism. You know, um, I've seen personally a lot of change in the need and the different disabilities that come to us. And we don't have the option to say, no, we really just can't serve you. Um, We have to figure it out. And so for us, that means pulling together as a team, outside resources, psychologists, figuring out what it is to help that person. Kind of staying on top of the game there. Yes, the game is always changing. Something new all the time. Mm -hmm. That's uh, true of so many places. But uh, hey, listen, we want to thank you for spending some time with us uh, this morning to talk about Starkey, as always, uh, and hope to come. Maybe you'll come back in a few months and we'll we'll talk some more about what's going on there at Starkey. And thank you. Can I put in a social media plug? We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So if people want to see photos of what's going on, um, that's a good place to do it. That's all for this edition of Issues 2018. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t